brought to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia. Welcome to the start of another episode of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here from Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm John Nelson here in Atlanta. On each show, we bring you the latest high school football stories from around the state. The show is an extension of the Football Fridays in Georgia broadcast that will be over the air at GPB starting September 20 on GPB TV and all of our other platforms there. There were some surprises last week involving highly ranked teams here to talk with us about it, talk us through it, talk with me. And put me in my place when it comes to all of these games. My co-pilot in the borough, Tommy Palmer. Good to, good to hear from you, my friend. Well, thank you for all the kind words. It's great to be with you today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we had some big games last week, and there were some shocks and surprises. Number one on the list would have to be Peach County, mm-hmm. Lee County. And it was the margin of victory that kind of shocked us, yeah, really. Yeah, it was. And when you, know, when you look at it, and I think that you know, we were talking about Lee County earlier in the year and being challenged. Peach County, 40-17. to 17. It was 13-7 at the half. The game gets away. Lee had won 22 straight over Georgia opponents back to 2017 and had, get this, according to our friends at the Georgia High School Football Daily, a state record 44 straight over non-region opponents going back to 2009. Chad Campbell and Peach County, Noah Whittington, 10 carries for 135. Knock off Lee County. Peach County is the period, real period, deal period. Yeah, uh, it could be one of the better teams any classification across the state, much like Valdosta, in in my opinion, and we'll talk about that when we start talking about games this week. But another game that really caught my eye was the Lowndes and Parkview game. You know, when you hold Parkview to 70-something yards and they've got one of the leading rushers in the country, uh, boy, that Lowndes defense is is pretty stellar, to be quite honest with you. Cody Brown, 15 for 29 for Parkview. Ja'Curry Brown rushed for 111 and three touchdowns on 18 carries, 7 and 12 passing for 116. And apparently in the Concrete Palace, they're now calling the defense the Concrete Curtain. Oh, my. These names. I love these names, but uh, it, it could be because I tell you what, that is some kind of performance against a high-powered Parkview team. You know that as good as I do. This team could rush on anybody, but boy, Lowndes, as we say in South Georgia, shut the mill house down. And I guess, let's see, we got a couple more that have been brought to us by the letter C this week. You, We've got Clinch, we've got Callaway. Where do you want to go? Uh, let's go to Clinch and Brooks, and it, it's it's been a while since Brooks has Brooks has been handled like Clinch did on Friday night, thirty eight fourteen, I believe, was the final in that one. And uh, Brooks obviously has got to go back to the drawing board and see what's going on with their defense. You know, the week before or opening week, they gave up fifty to Mitchell County, so. Uh, this is going to be a problem that they have to work out before they get in that one double A schedule. Tyler Moore had rushed for two fifty two and four on twenty five carries, so ten yard per carry average. Clinch had actually lost six straight to Brooks, going back to nineteen eighty nine. And Callaway, one of the biggest recruits in the Southeast, Tank Bigsby Callaway puts up another big number. 
Yeah, over LaGrange. And LaGrange had gotten off to a really good start, and people were encouraged there. But, boy, Callaway put an end to that. They really took it to them on Friday night. Appling County, and this is a cool story for me because you've got Rick Tomberlin, who is part of the, the legendary coaching element here in the state of Georgia. Rick Tomberlin goes home to Baxley, and Appling County's now 2-0. Yeah, they are. And, you know, Rick was one of those first ones that to, to really go into the bigger, faster, stronger thing. And he has really done a really good job. Goes down and beats Charlton. He, he, they tossed a shutout against a, a pretty doggone good Vidalia football team in their opener. And I, I've got them in my top 10 in, in AAA, and I really think they deserve that, that ranking right now. I really do. Right there with you, brother, on that, because in a, in a bit of a tease. So, yes, we have included them in our top 10s. The top 10 will come out uh, in a, a day or so as we're talking, and you get to sit there and see what we think about when it comes to our top 10s. And there's another team that really seems to be knocking off everybody wherever they go, and they're turning into one of these teams that will play anybody, anyplace, anytime. Dutchtown went down to Cordial. It was a tight one, which is what we thought it was going to be, but they beat Crisp 1917. Dutchtown is a really good football team. I, I saw this football team on TV last year. I knew they were a really good football team then, and they had a lot of returning lettermen. And uh, Crisp, of course, is Crisp. Crisp County has sent some great football players to the next level over the last three or four years. That program is rebuilt. And Dutchtown and Crisp, a great football game, 1917, the final in that one. Let me throw two more out before we turn into the week that will be. And one of them, Woodward Academy knocks off Blessed Trinity, 13-10, a 43-yard field goal with 10 seconds left, knocked off the defending, defending quad A champs. So Woodward Academy now 3-0, BT now 2-1. Well, I don't think it's rebuild time at Blessed no, Trinity. No. It's just one it's just one of those great games. Woodward Academy is so very good. And I expected this kind of game, and I'm sure you did too, probably. But Blessed Trinity, unfortunately, won't be number one in my vote this week because you just have to go with the teams that are winning. Unfortunately, you lose, you lose, you know? 23-game win streak for the Titans snapped with that one. And the, the last one I want to get into before we get into the week that will be, as a part of the, the coaching carousel in central Georgia, Mike Chastain was a part of it in the offseason going from Warner Robins to Jones. And he's been a part of uh, Warner Robins growing up and playing and coaching and all that stuff. Jones County put up a number on Northside Warner Robins, most points that they've ever allowed in a game all in the first three quarters, 56-33, the Greyhounds over Northside. Well, if anybody thinks about it just a minute, being from Warner Robins on the other side of town against Northside Warner Robins, who would know Northside Warner Robins better than Coach Chastain? And uh, Jones County had the the receivers, the quarterbacks, the running backs, the skilled people in place. And Jones County is a really good football team. And I don't know that Northside Warner Robins really expected this, but I don't think anybody who follows football across the state expected Northside Warner Robins to take that kind of whipping uh, and turning around and going home. I really don't. One and two right now for Northside, and that's just some of the highlights that we have from the week that was. Let's get into the week that will be, and I know that you had your six games on the list. Where do you want to start? Well, let's start at Marietta at Grayson. I've heard of both of them. 
I have too. There's a there's a lot of talk around the state. Well, Marietta's number one. No, Grayson's number one. No, Colquitt's number one. So you know, in in seven A, there are some really first class football teams. Marietta is just loaded with talent, but guess what? So is Grayson, and the game is at Grayson. Could be a, a, a tug-of-war, could be just a 50-49 to 49 shootout. I have no idea, I but either. I will say this. you got to be good if you stop uh, uh, stop Marietta, and Grayson's really good. Marietta 3-0, Grayson 2-0, that one is on Friday night. And then uh, another regional rivalry, non-region thing with Valdosta and Colquitt, another 3-0 versus a 2-0. Valdosta, number one in 6A right now, and, and, and gosh, they're good. They're lighting up the scoreboard. Colquitt and the, the play-by-play announcer from Colquitt told me Friday night, he said, we'll find out how good Colquitt County is on Friday night when they go to Baysmore Hyder Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it'll be standing room only, John. Valdosta, number one in the rankings in some polls for the first time since they won the state championship back in 2016. It was an interesting dynamic with Valdosta last weekend. Their game with Bradwell Institute had been canceled. Columbia's game with Rockledge, Florida was canceled. So the two of them mm-hmm. decided to combine and play this one. Valdosta was in control early. It was 37-6 after the first quarter. Ends up with a 20-point win for Valdosta. Now, there was a one game in Gwinnett. County that has a lot of overtones because these guys coached together from when they were coaching pups. Andy Dyer and Archer with Mill Creek with Josh Lovelady now in charge. That's going to be a good one too. Archer and Mill Creek. Here again, you've got top tier football teams playing each other this week in Class Seven A. This is this is going to be another one of those dandies, in my opinion. When we're getting into uh, when Hannah comes on, Hannah Gooden comes on in just a little bit, and she's going to go over her topic and question of the day. It's going to be about surprises to this point of the year, and I think that one of the teams that we're going to be talking about next could classify for that, but they're going up against a very tough Dutchtown team coming in undefeated. But the other team there on the other end of it, they're also coming in 3-0. and Ola, yes, 3-0, and Dutchtown 3-0, and and we'll find out how good Ola is. You never know. You really don't because, you know, the complexion changes from year to year. We know how good Dutchtown is, but we'll find out this week how good Ola is. And the team below them in the rankings in 5A in some polls, meaning Dutchtown, Rome, uh, they come in at 1-1, one and one, but they've got a tough one coming up this weekend, too. Rome is at Kell, and uh, this annually has been a really good battle, and I really think this is going to be one of those 13-10, 17-14 kind of football games. When we look at Peach County, I think that uh, coming into this particular weekend, we talk about that Central Georgia round robin that they do in non-region play, but for Peach County, I think that this week it's a test on a couple of different fronts because they're going to Freedom Field to take on Houston County. And Houston County is undefeated, 3-0. and I don't think anybody in that region 6A, I don't think they thought, th- think, or would have thought that Houston County would be 3-0 and at this point. But I will say this, Peach County could play anybody, anywhere, anytime, and do very well. This is a loaded football team. 
couple of other games that I had on my radar as we head into the weekend. You've got Bainbridge and Brooks. That's coming up on Friday. And you also have, there was one other game. You know, I go through all my notes. Appling and Dodge. We talked about that one. And then Cedar Grove. Interesting one for Cedar Grove, who's coming in at 2-1. and one. They're at McEachern at 2-0. and oh, But Cedar Grove went to Valor Christian of Colorado. 127-17. They scored 20 points in the fourth quarter to get the win, including a 100-yard pick six by T. Denson to kind of seal things off. How does Cedar Grove respond? Flying two time zones, flying back, getting ready to take on McEachern. And that, from for me, is going to be an interesting one as well. It is that time. Help us filling in on all of the other stuff that has gone on at GPB Sports. Hannah Gooden. Hannah, what is up? Hey, guys. I'm back after leaving you hanging last week. <laughs> I truly didn't know how you'd go on without me, honestly. Oh, yes. Uh, it, it took uh, – we were crying off air, actually. That's what, that's, what, uh, that's what it was for us last week. So what Against insurmountable odds, I would yes, say. Yes, we, we continued and we carried on without you, but now you are back. What is on your mind? Yeah, so my topic today is hot starts from unlikely places. And for that, let's go to LJ, where the Gilmer Bobcats are on a two-game win streak after beating Gordon Central 6-3 to three on Friday. And, guys, that's huge because that snaps a 31-game losing streak for LJ. So my question of the day is, what are some of the other hot starts around the state that are shocking you guys? Yeah, it was good to catch up with Kevin Saunders last week to talk about their that first win over Towns, then now it's two in a row for them, knocking off uh, Gordon Central this past week. Tommy, is there anyone on your mind who is uh, having a hot start that uh, may not necessarily have been right there in the radar screen when we started talking about it? I think Ola, you have to give them a lot of credit. They're 3-0, and and I don't think anybody in the state of Georgia thought they would be 3-0 and at this point in the season. So that would be my vote as number one, Ola, 3-0. and I'll give you a two that, I'll, uh, that came off the, the top, of, uh, top of mind. How about Hart County with Rance Gillespie and their start? Sure. Coming in at three and zero, ranked for the first time in a, in a long time for them and their start. And then someone else that popped into my head: Brantley County, the Herons, with Jeff Cannon. They are two and zero for the first time in a long time. So a tip of the hat to all those guys who have done really well. Hart County knocked off Commerce last week, and the the Hart County Commerce rivalry has been pretty much one sided since it started in 1955. But Hart County, Rance Gillespie, three and zero. They get Madison County this week. What else is on your mind, Hannah? Well, I always come with updates and another shock Uh-oh. for me. Uh-oh. Well, for us. Okay. Was the Noonan-Alexander game on game. Friday. We had our very first Football Fridays in Georgia Facebook Live broadcast at Drake Stadium in Noonan. 40-34, to 34, the Cougars of Noonan defeated the Cougars of Alexander in triple OT, John, that was such a fun game to call. It was. It was a fun one. It went for a little over three hours from beginning to end. But to see what Chip Walker has been able to build at uh, at Noonan over the last couple of years, it was good to see them, and they unveiled their big scoreboard. And it's also good to see what Alexander's been able to do there in Douglas County. Don't overlook Douglas County football, especially over the last couple of years with Douglas County and with what Alexander's doing and what you're seeing at Chapel Hill. So there's a lot of teams there in Douglas County who are making noise in the western part of the city of Atlanta. Yeah, and if anybody missed that game, you can rewatch it at any time on the GPB Sports Facebook page and stay on the Facebook page because this Friday we have our next and last football 
Football Friday in Georgia Facebook Live broadcast. That's Cross Keys at Callaway. You're hearing it here first. Cross Keys at Callaway. breaking news, Tommy. (laughs) I'm listening. The the Indians are 0-3. We'll be traveling to Hogansville to take on the 2-1 Cavaliers. That will be this Friday. Unfortunately, I'm not on the call, but it'll be Matt and John. So you guys tune in to the Facebook Live show. We'll have to carry on without Hannah again. Once again. With Friday. But it's going to be good to see all the, Mm -hmm. the talent that Pete Wiggins has. Uh, down there at Callaway, Tank Bigsby, one of the best names in the state. Tank Bigsby, the running back for Callaway. And uh, the Cavs have big expectations this year, and we get to catch up with them with Cross Keys on Friday night. That is it for the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast for another go-around. I'm John Nelson. Thanks, as always, to my co-pilot, Tommy Palmer, and Hannah Gooden, who is off to my left. You can reach us at gpb.org slash podcast. Subscribe to us for free anywhere your favorite podcasts are found. Find your podcatcher and find us there. You can also follow the TPP Sports Team, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube. Our show is produced by the irreplaceable Sean Powers. The Football Fridays in Georgia podcast is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. Play it safe, everybody. Enjoy the game. to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.